The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 23rd, currently 11.02 on the East Coast. Here to break down the NBA betting card for Monday and joining me as usual on these Monday pods. You guys know him as the villain, the superstar of the show. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? Oh, what's going on, Moon Off? We're here back for another week in the association. Yep, another week in the association. Um, I don't know where to start, man. Uh, weekend, I guess we can start there. Um, not Denver a lost a game at home. Denver did lose a game at home. They did not have uh, the Joker last night, but I was watching this game, and the amount of free throws that the Denver Nuggets missed in this game was pretty much the difference in this game, Toronto. I think they went like yeah, 17 of 33 from the free throw line for 51.5%. So Denver finally regresses at home. They uh, are now 22-4 and four at home. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got for the from the weekend? Anything else stuck out to you? Uh, for the weekend, no. I mean, me, me and Scott. So me and Scott, little victory lap. We were sitting there. I said that it was either Pacers or Thunder. Scott just went just went ahead and said Thunder. So um, if you listen to Scott, you didn't even worry about the Pacers. But I was like, Pacers or Thunder, they're gonna take a L. They haven't looked that good at this uh road trip at all. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I got a very nice cash with Nets money line. Nets for seven and a half point dogs yeah. in Golden State. I was able to cash really, really nicely with that. It was. Everything just kind of looked like it was the next day. You had reverse line movement in that game. You had a whole bunch of money coming in on Golden State. Golden State first game at home after a road trip. You know, we kind of want to fade teams in that spot. So it looked like a really good spot where I just blindly took the Nets under Nets money line and that was able to come through. Nets are showing that they they can adjust to life without KD. Two yeah. very good wins in a row on the road here. You got a win at Utah, got a win at Golden State. Golden State, extremely tough place to play. So uh, two of the best home court environments between Golden State, Denver. I know that um, Memphis is in there as well, but two of those three lost. So, yeah, um, I think the, uh, the game of the night last night may have been the back and forth between the Lakers and the uh, Blazers last night. Well, um, do you really call it a back and forth? It was more of one side and then it was the other early? side. <laughs> yeah, it's a tale of two halves. So I in that joked one. away early. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, you know the, the tale, tale of two halves. Portland outscored the Lakers 45-13 to 13 in that second half of plus 32 and then the Lakers just in the second half just absolutely come out of the locker room on fire, outscored the Blazers 75-41. to 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, They get the victory in Portland last night, 121-112. Um, 
Better news, I think Anthony Davis should be back later this week from all the things that I saw over the weekend about reports about Anthony Davis returning. Uh-huh. So I think later this week they should be uh, getting uh, Anthony Davis back for the Lakers. Lakers quietly have turned it on. The last, you know, yeah. they got to win. They got to win in Memphis. We got to talk about that a little bit. They got that not in Memphis, but in L.A. against Memphis. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, what, seven and a half point dogs in that game. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Sharp about to fight the entire Memphis <laughs> roster, including <laughs> T. Morant. So you got to throw that out there. Like, you know, uh, but the Lakers have turned it on and they're playing better basketball. So. You know, you look at their record, they're, what, 22 and 25 now? I think that they mm. uh, have a winning record over their past 35 games in association. Now, Tuesday, their next game is going to be rough, and we'll see if they finally end the curse there. But they're playing the Clippers. Yeah. They got so. the Clippers on Tuesday. Um, and then I think maybe not till maybe Saturday, they get back uh, Anthony Davis in a game against the Boston Celtics, which will be – Saturday night prime time, and uh, or maybe for the road trip because they do go on a five game road trip starting Saturday to Boston to Brooklyn, uh, against the Knicks, Pacers, and then uh, to end it against the <clears throat> excuse me, the Pelicans. So, um, yeah, they think rather, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just I was talking about the playoff race, yeah. I mean, where yeah. are they sitting here? Are they in that playoff bracket right now? No, they're so they're right outside looking in, but if you look at it, you have we can even go like. Everything is separated by like five games. But if you sit here at seven, you have Phoenix and Minnesota at 24 and 24. Mm-hmm. Utah there at 24, 25. Golden State there at 23, 24 at 10. And then right under them, Oklahoma City at 23, 24. Lakers at 22, 25. Portland at 21, 25. It's the Lakers are two games behind the Clippers for the sixth seed, and they're only four games behind the fourth seed um, in the Western Conference right now. So is anybody like that's This is where if you want futures better and you want to get in on a buy low spot on a lot of teams, now is the time to do it. Yeah, I agree. Just take a look at what the Lakers are actually to maybe make the playoffs at this point. Let's see. Lakers right now. I don't see them on the board. Uh, let me see if I can find out another book um, in the meantime. But uh, yeah, look, I think this is the best case scenario for them. For you to be three games under five hundred, mm-hmm. and you're what would you say five games of a four games of a four seed? Yep. Yeah, they're four games of a four seed, five games from the three seed. Like if yeah. you're in that situation, and Anthony Davis is coming back, if you just now we can't assume anything with Anthony Davis, with Kawhi, with Paul George, and the clip all can't assume anything. But if you're three games under 500 and you are sniffing a playoff spot before Anthony Davis comes back, I think that's a success. Yeah, I think for the Lakers right now, what kind of has been their downfall is they haven't been very good in their division. They're only one and eight inside yeah. their division. So, um, I mean, yeah, like we mentioned, they're two games back beyond the Clippers for that sixth spot, four games beyond the four seed, and five games beyond that third seed. So um, big game for them tomorrow night on Tuesday against the Clippers, um, who now look like they've finally got Kawhi Leonard looking like Kawhi Leonard again, and Paul George is back in the mix as well. So again, like Terrell said, we can't assume anything with those guys' health um, going forward for the NBA season. But again, I think man, if you're in a Lakers fan or even a Clippers fan, it's just good to have uh, your superstars on the floor for you 
uh, trying to make a playoff push. Um, what were your thoughts on the Shannon Sharp situation? Did you take anything away from that, or is this no, know, no? Shannon it was Sharp just fun. No, it's just yeah. it, that, that's what that's what we do. Like that's yeah. what we do. You get separates get hot, flames get hot. You know, you know Shannon Sharp gonna ride for Braun and the Lakers. You know Dylan Brooks and Memphis ain't gonna back down nobody. You know, T. Morant went in there, said his little piece too. Like they was dapping each other up after the game. It ain't nothing yeah. serious. Like I, I ain't see, I didn't see Shannon's show today, but I doubt he made anything big of it. If he even talk about it, like it's he, not. Yeah, he issued an apology. He issued he issued like a two and a half minute apology um, for what what whatever happened uh, at that game against the Grizzlies. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's just you know. Yeah, they was drinking a little bit. Everybody yeah. having a good time. Like <laughs> it was one. It was one message where it said, "When your two drunk uncles forget why they was even mad at each other, and they show uh, T and Shannon dapping each other yeah. up." So yeah, man, it won't nothing serious. Yeah. Uh, anything else from the weekend, Terrell? Nah, nah. Let's get it. All right, let's uh, dive into the schedule for uh, Monday. Here, we'll kick it off here with. Uh, the first game on the board will go with the Milwaukee Bucks in Detroit tonight to take on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks at minus 11 and a half. That number is now at minus 11. Um, consensus at most books. Total open about 231. That number is up to around 235 and a half. Do see some 236 and a half, uh, 236 out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, looks like everybody is going to be a go here tonight, including Chris Middleton, who is officially probable here tonight, and also Giannis, who's missed the last, I think, week or so with uh, dealing with knee soreness. He should be back here tonight against the Detroit uh-huh. Pistons as well. Uh, for the Pistons, um, Killian Hayes is questionable tonight and let's see marvin bagley is out and as well as isaiah stewart is out so they're gonna be a little bit thin up front uh are the detroit pistons but terrell let's start with the side here uh currently over on win bet minus 11 in favor of the milwaukee bucks as a road favorite in detroit tonight what are you thinking yeah i know we get in detroit at double digits but i just don't know if i can fade the bucks in this in this spot with just the detroit's inability to even be competitive towards the end of games. Like I, I truly do not know. Detroit can get blown out in the first half. They can get blown out in the second half. And I think that they are a scrappy team. They're a young team. When they're getting a bunch of points, you do like favoring those teams just because of the fact that, you know, they want to go out there and compete. They're going to go out there and compete every night. They're going to attempt their best because they're getting minutes. They're getting opportunity. They're in the NBA. But for Detroit, I just – especially with the fact that Milwaukee is now coming back probably at full strength in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't expect any type of rust off Giannis at all whatsoever. It's just not a part of this game for him to be rusty on a game back. Like it's either he has a good game or he has a bad game. And I promise you at nine times out of 10, he has a good game than a bad game. So yeah. uh, I, I'm, I think Giannis is going to be in his form. Chris Milton may be a little inefficient from the field. Yeah. Just because he's more of getting his shots, jump shots, uh, outside three-point shots. like So he may be a little bit of inefficient from the field, but I expect the Chris Milton to have a good contribution, at least offensively, where he keeps the offense flowing. He keeps the ball moving. He makes sure that it doesn't get stagnant. He makes sure that they always get the best available shot. Whether he makes it or miss it, now that's going to be something else, but he's going to make sure they get the best available shot, whether it's him or anybody else. So uh, just in terms of basketball, I don't think this is even close with the Milwaukee Bucks. However, 
I do like Denver here in the first half. Detroit. Not Denver, uh, Detroit. Detroit. I do yeah. like Detroit here in the first half. And I think that Detroit has, just because of that fact that the young guys are going to want to go out there, they see Giannis on the other side of the court. They see, you know, de- not defending champions, but they see NBA champions on the other side of the court, and they want to get up for that game. They want to play hard for that game. Now do they keep it up for the course of 48 minutes? I don't think so, but I think that this is a spot where we've seen them in the past be able to – hand serve hold serve with these good teams at least for a half so i like pistons in the first half catching points but i think that they unravel in the second half and just kind of ultimately take the game away yeah i wanted to take the pistons uh points full game here but it it, kind of just looking at it deeper it just feels like that eventually the milwaukee bucks just the pure talent, just the overall better roster is going to take over at the end for the uh, Bucks and pull away by double digits in this game. And yeah, I like your angle about the first half um, with the Pistons getting the number at home. Uh, can't argue that, but I think eventually in the second half, the Milwaukee Bucks will definitely pull away. And you're right, like Giannis should, again, get do Giannis things. He's only missed about... I want to say five to six games for the uh, Bucks uh, dealing with that knee soreness. Again, like you said, that Chris Middleton might have a little more rust or he might be on a minutes restriction here tonight coming back since he hasn't played since uh-huh. December 15th for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But I think a guy that we haven't really talked about in the absence of those two guys has been how well Drew Holiday has been playing. Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, especially over the last five games, where he's averaging 27.2 points per game and close to 10 assists per game. So mm-hmm. um, I think he should continue doing what he's doing uh, or he has been doing over the last five games. Pistons have really struggled defending the perimeter. So I think uh, Drew Holiday should have his way again here tonight uh, against this Pistons team. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell is currently sitting at 236. Oh, man, it's a lot of money on that over right now. Probably because Giannis and Chris Middleton are probable. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go under. I think it's going to be a little bit of rust. Like I said, I think that Detroit makes this a game in the first half, so I think the first half has a good chance of going under. Uh, Mil- under is 6-17 and 17 in Milwaukee's away games this season. I think that this is just kind of a spot where they said, all right, this is a good bring back squad to get the whole squad together. Like, we're not trying to do too much, just trying to get the whole squad together. And it's a double-digit lead, so it makes me a double-digit double-digit spread. Excuse me, so it makes me yeah. think that you know one side isn't going to hold up there at end of the scoring. So I'm I'm going to back the under. full game under. I think I like the first half just a little bit more, okay. especially with Detroit coming back from overseas. So yeah. I think that Detroit can have some shooting struggles, have some jet lag, have you know they still. I've been overseas and I didn't just take, you know, a day or two days or whatever it was to get right. Like it took me a little bit. So uh, I, I think that this is a good under spot for the full game. Give me under 236. Yeah. Milwaukee, the best under team, I believe, this season, at least on the road, 16 and seven. Uh, Detroit, on the other end, at home has been really good uh, towards the over, though. But again, like Terrell mentioned, I agree 100 percent. It's that you're coming back from overseas in that game against Paris or in Paris, um, which was on Thursday. I mean, it still might take you a little bit to kind of, you know, adjust your body clock and things like that um, in this game, or at least for the next couple games. So, yeah, I feel like it, it'll be 115 to 100, something like something in that range, somewhere it does fall under the total in this game. Um, player props in this game, if anything, you're looking at, Terrell? Uh... I think that I 
will be on the same thing really popping out. I will say this, that Giannis has had five straight games against the Pistons where he scored 30 or more points. Um, mm-hmm. And if we do think that he's going to just pick up where he left off, his points prop right now is currently sitting at 28 and a half. Yeah, I mean, 28 and a half, I, I didn't think it would fall that low. You know, Giannis gets to the point where he's at 32, 33. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I, I take a little stab at Giannis. My fear is that, and I mean, honestly, if it goes my way of game script, then Giannis doesn't, isn't going to be afraid to be sitting down. Like, you're not afraid of Giannis missing time in this game because I think that the Pistons are able to keep it close for the first half, be, keep mm-hmm. it close for the majority of the game, and then eventually the Bucks pull away. And that's going to lead to Giannis playing more minutes and still being able to play minutes. So, yeah, I like Giannis uh, over 28 and a half points. I didn't know that that line was that low. Yeah. But in terms of on the boards, I'll wait for them to put his number out there because I'm sure it's going to be shorter because he's sure. going back to the bench. But I'm back on Bobby Portis, man. Right. Now, I'm still on Bobby Portis. I'm still on the way. Even though he's coming off the bench, he gets double-doubles off the bench. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, he should be in the conversation for sixth man of the year. Yeah, with what he's been able to do on both sides of the court, what he's been able to do on the boards, what he's been able to do scoring. So I would throw him in the conversation. I wouldn't say that he's a winner, but I think he should definitely be in the conversation. And yeah, so Bobby Portis, double-double price is probably going to be super nice too because he's coming back off the bench. Yeah, I was also looking for Jalen Duren's rebounds here tonight as well. Uh, he's back. I know he missed a couple games with an injury for the uh, Pistons, but he did play in that game in Paris where he did have, I believe, yeah. And they brought rebounds. him off the bench. Yeah, uh, but now you don't have, yeah, Isaiah, no Isaiah Stewart in this game, no Marvin Bagley as well. So I think he should be getting the bulk of the minutes, especially in that front court. Uh, for the uh, for the Detroit Pistons, so I'll be looking for his uh, either rebounds yeah, and double double as well. Yeah, I love that play too. Anything else? For the if future? I were to if I were to play yeah. Detroit, if I were to play Detroit, what it would be nothing but the money line. I'm not going to waste my time with eleven, but yeah, I would I would look for some props like that to back me with Detroit. Yep. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Boston Celtics in Orlando. Take on the magic. Um, start with the line here. This number opened up in favor of the Boston Celtics, minus seven and a half. Number is at minus eight across the board. Total up in about 232. That number's been bent down to 230. Um, looking at the injury report for the Boston Celtics, they will be a little thin at the guard position. No Marcus Smart here tonight and no Malcolm Brogdon either. Robert Williams is officially questionable here tonight. For the Boston Celtics and then for the Orlando Magic, pretty clean injury report. Um, still waiting for Chumo KK to get back. And Jonathan Isaac is officially questionable here tonight for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus eight in favor of the Boston Celtics in Orlando uh, taking on the Magic. Where are the odds that the Magic dominate this series for four, for four games this season? Sometimes the team just has your number. I mean, the 3-0 versus the Celtics against the spread, 2-1 and one straight up with the two being a back-to-back home set mm-hmm. in Boston. I mean, they this might be a team that just has their number. Now, I'm not going to back it. I'm going to just go ahead and say Celtics probably is your better bet. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I'm not, you know, putting my hard-earned dollars on Celtics minus eight against anybody. But I think if you do, you have a really good chance with Boston here just – 
one because of the live movement there's about over 50 percent of the bets on orlando and you're getting to about 80 percent of the money on orlando so people are really on orlando sharps on orlando but the line's staying still the line's not moving the line actually went up it opened up at seven and a half it's now currently at eight yeah and uh i'll be watching line movement in this game later on just to see what it, what happens and if it does come down with that money on orlando or if they're standing serve and saying that, hey, this Boston team has figured it out and they're going to come out here and be able to get a win against the Magic team, who is bottom of the league. Like, at the end of the day, they're still bottom of the league. So, mm-hmm. um, probably a good spot to back Boston here, especially with the line movement. I think that's really my determining factor to see what happens with that line. If I see that line getting eight and a half, then it's pretty safe to go ahead and fire on Boston there. But if that line comes down or is starting to be some buyback, then it's a complete no bet for me. Yeah, Jason Tatum didn't play the last game um, against Toronto, which was on Saturday. And so a little extra rest for him. Jalen Brown did play in that game. Boston still got the victory there. 106-104 against Toronto. Um, and uh, this is three games of four nights for Orlando. Orlando, Orlando yeah. had about five days off. Mm-hmm. And then played two games back to a back to back set, and now they're playing this one on a Monday. So yeah, three games and four nights for them. So rest factor is not on their side. Yeah, I definitely lean here with the Boston Celtics. Um, but again, we've seen where, like you mentioned, Orlando has covered the number in yeah three and oh three and oh ATS against the Celtics this season. Yeah, um, I think the one thing that does concern me that Orlando's. Defense has just not been very good over the last 10 games here um, from an efficiency standpoint. Their defensive rating, at least over the last 10 games, I believe was bottom three in the league. Let me take double check that. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. They're actually number 18 over the last 10 games. But their three-point defense has kind of stuck out, which has been absolutely abysmal over the last 10 games. So I think that's where maybe mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics can have the advantage as far as uh, knocking three-point shots down. They're allowing about 14 makes per game are the Orlando Magic and allowing uh, teams to shoot about 36.2%, which is around league average. But um, you know, maybe look at Orlando early. And because, like, you know, Terrell, you mentioned there that this is their third game in four nights. I do, do, maybe they get some tired legs. And at that point, maybe Boston pulls away. So maybe take a look at Orlando early in the first half here. Um, thoughts on the total here, 230? Uh, yeah, let's go over. Just, yeah, I'll go over. That's my fate of Boston, is that Boston's not going to be able to hold the magic to under 100 or so points or Magic will still be able to find ways to score the basketball. I, I like Boston's team total, though. I think this is a game Boston gets up for, especially after lost the last two at home against this team. Like, you're not overlooking them. You were probably yeah. overlooking them maybe earlier, but you're not overlooking this team at all this time. You're going to have a full allotment. I think Boston's team total over is probably the best way to go. Yeah, I was leaning towards the over in this game as well, just because defensively Orlando just has not been very good. I mean, take a look at some of their final scores of the last couple games. Boston has won 20 in, in three of the last four, too, and the only yeah. one being a road game in Toronto. So, I mean, you're not surprised that they didn't score 120 there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last game, Orlando, 138-118 loss to the Wizards. They did beat the Pelicans, 123-110. They lost to Denver, 119-116. Uh, so I think both, all three of those games did end up going over the total. Um, I would have to check that Denver one. But again, 
did go over there, uh, 230, which is projected here tonight. Um, yeah, I would lean towards the over in this game as well. But Orlando at home, um, they're 14 and nine towards the over, 11 and eight towards the over as a home underdog. Um, I think that at least from you know Boston, they'll get their points, and they, it'll just be a matter of if Orlando is able to you know put up 105, 107, 110 points just to get this number over the total. Um, player props in this game here, throw anything that you do like. Yeah, uh, I, I think Robert Williams inserted in the starting lineup probably has to be like he's got to get a double double in this game. Like he's got to be able to to contest Wendell Carter and Bobo, all those bigs that they have. Uh, but I'm back on Friends Wagner. Friends okay. Wagner. I'm I'm still on Friends Wagner. His points is 19 and a half. He gets there, man. He gets there. It's just because he fi- he moves so well off ball. Like he moves so well off ball, being able to cut to the basket, being able to get open, and be able to profit off of the attention that Paolo Bancaro gives. Like I think Bancaro and Friends Wagner is a really, really good tandem that they should keep together just because Bancaro, of course, can get his own shot, do his own thing. And I see Bancaro's points is actually lower than his 18 and a half Wagner's 19 and a half. So it seems like the books are starting to catch on that Wagner is actually the play to go in these games. Like he's the guy that always finds a way to get open, always finds a way to the basket. So I'm on Wagner again, over 19 and a half points. He cashed in the first half for me last time. I'll take mm-hmm. it again. Yeah, I'm surprised to see Banker's number lower. Um, he's had 20 or more points in all three matchups this season. Uh, against the Boston Celtics, he had 31 in the last game, uh, 20 in that first game, and that back-to-back in Boston, and they had 23 at home mm-hmm. um, early in the season. So it seems like both yeah. Wagner and Pankero are having success against the Celtics team. I mean, when you think about it, they're not going to get Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's not big enough of a guard to be able to guard to. He's strong enough, but he's not big enough. They can raise yeah. up over both of them. Both of them are, do pretty good shooting the basketball. Mm-hmm. So – I. I think that that's why I'm like, I kind of like the over. I just hope that it's not a spot where Boston just locks in defensively on the road, but because I can see Ben Carroll having a game. I can see friends Wagner having a game. Like I think both of those two should be in 20 points per game territory in this game. And ultimately if it gets to a point, I may even choose this to be the Markel Fultz double, double game because uh, just the fact that Boston hasn't done anything, you know, necessarily nuclear for me to like them defensively over the past few games Hmm. and if these two are active i gotta assume markel folks is finding ways to get them to basketball i just hope it's not in isolation on ben carroll so yeah no give me this could be the markel folks double double game this could be it i was looking at mark uh sorry uh derek white in this game as far as points prop here tonight or maybe even a stinky double double as well um, he will be the starting guard again without Mar- Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart here tonight for the Boston Celtics. Um, I think the one game that he did uh, start and both of those guys were not in the game, he did post a double-double uh, for the uh, Boston Celtics. So I would be looking at that here. I like his points here tonight. It's at 12 and a half. Um let me see if they have posted the double double numbers yet. No, I don't uh, see anything for his assist. I'm looking for it. Uh, I think I saw five and a half at plus one twenty five. Yeah, that's what I see for okay. Derek White. Markel Fultz is also at five and a half at plus one ten. 
Uh, Derek White, double double, fifteen to one. Mark Carroll Fields, fifteen to one as well. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think you have right. a good chance. Uh, Anything else for this game? No, no, I think I'm good. All right. I think I'm, I'm waiting for that live movement. If I get a live movement towards the Magic, then I may come in on the Magic here, just because no Smart, no Brockton, but yeah. As right. of right now, this this line sitting at eight, and eight's kind of a key number in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But this line sitting at eight, it, it, it's just telling me that they really don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys where you can get down on all these uh, sides, totals, and player props. That's going to be over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through winbed is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get over to the third game of the night. It's going to be a 8 o'clock Eastern start between the Atlanta Hawks in Chicago here tonight to take on the Bulls. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Chicago Bulls at minus one. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus one. Uh, total opened up at 237.5. That number has actually been bet up to 239. Do see some 239.5s out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, pretty clean injury report. Only person on there is, is Oyeka Okongwu. He has uh, left hamstring tightness. And then for the Chicago Bulls, Gordon Drogage is questionable with a non-COVID-related illness. And Javante Green continues to um, recover, I'm sorry, from the right knee surgery. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Uh, Minus one in favor of the Chicago Bulls. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I mean, for – excuse me. Okongwu, that's kind of uh, addition by subtraction for the Hawks because now they don't have to decide, are we starting Clint or are we not? We got to start Clint Capella because we need a big body around Vucevic. Vucevic has been going absolutely crazy these past few games. Yeah. Like, when you just sit here and go through his points total, he's a first basket officiato, so everybody that's been talking, asking, hey, we need first basket plays, first basket plays. Well, I mean, Vucevic has been cashing them, and he's been cashing them at a pretty high clip for first basket, I think he's somewhere around the 20, maybe like 15%, something like that. But that's a lot for first basket. And I think that's profitable in that at lane and aspect if that's what you're into. But for me, I'm taking Chicago at home. I'm not taking Atlanta on the road. I really don't trust Atlanta on the road too, too mm-hmm. much. As we all know, just historically not a very good road team. I And I think that this is a spot where Vucevic kind of is the – deciding factor of what he's been able to do recently, add that into what Gerard Rosen can add to this team. And the Bulls slowly, slowly digging themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into. Very good win against the Warriors. Go across the water, get a win on get a win in Paris. 
they played a good team stuff. They played a good team yeah. stuff. So they played teams over 500 last time I checked. Wow, I don't think Atlanta's a good team. They're still above 500. They're still above them in the playoff rankings. I think this is a spot that the Bulls get up for at home. So I'm going to rock with the Bulls. Yeah, I like the Bulls here as well. I think Atlanta is in a tricky uh, scheduling spot here as well. Um, I think they've played, I think it's five and eight nights or something like that. Um, I was doing the notes here. Um, but Yeah, yeah. Since last Monday, they played four games. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they, since, last, yeah, since last Monday, they played in four games. They played at home against the Heat. Mm-hmm. On the road against the Mavericks, back home again against the Knicks. Another home game against the Hornets where they played Saturday. They lost that one, 122-118. Yeah. And then now you're going on the road again. So you've been traveling over the course of the week. You've actually mm-hmm. gotten up and traveled how many days? You traveled on Tuesday when you went from Atlanta to Dallas. Then you traveled again probably, what, Wednesday night, Thursday when you traveled from back to uh, back to Atlanta, and now you're traveling again, what yesterday probably, and yeah. you're it, it, it does seem like a very weird. You're not sitting down. You're probably tired after this last week. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll lay the point here with Chicago. I know Chicago is also coming back from that, you know, trip in uh, from uh, Paris, but mm-hmm. they probably got back what on Friday. They've had the weekend off, Saturday, Sunday, and you know now you're back at home. But Chicago, I think they're playing good basketball, like you mentioned. They get up the season against great ba- or good basketball teams. I know last season it was complete opposite for them, where they were just absolutely getting crushed by better teams. Mm-hmm. They were doing well against the bottom feeders, but it, that has flipped the season. And again, they're in they're in that that race like we talked about with, with, with like the Lakers are in the Western Conference the Bulls are in the Eastern Conference as well so these all these wins are going to matter uh, for mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls so I'll lay the point here I think both DeMar DeRozan and um, at least the big three uh, will be um, continue to play well here like you mentioned Vucevic has been on a tear He's been doing well rebounding the basketball, especially against the Atlanta Hawks. DeMar mm. DeRozan, just the king of the mid-range. He should get his here as well. So I'll lay the point here with you with the Chicago Bulls here at home. Um, total here has been bet up. It's all the way up to 239. Um, Atlanta, just not very good defensively. I mean, we talked about their final scores of the past couple of games here. But what are you thinking about the total in this game here, Terrell? I understand why it's this high. But I don't know. I think I want to... I think I want to go under and just fade. Like, if I'm going to fade Detroit for the same reasons of the travel, then why would I not fade the Bulls in the same way that I think they're just going to be a little inefficient today? Like, I I think they still win. I think they still muscle out a win and lock in in the second half. But maybe this is another first half under for me where I just say that I think these guys come out a little bit flat, a little bit inefficient of – they just had the travel one we talked about we just talked about all the travel that atlanta had and now you're talking about not boston but chicago going Mm -hmm. all the way over to paris and back in the span of a week yeah so i think i'm gonna go under here but i probably won't bet this one i'll probably still go with the uh over here in this game i know it's a big number but i don't know i don't atlanta hawks defense is it's non-existent right now. I mean, we talked about some of the final scores of their last five games. Um, they had that one thirty to one twenty-two victory. Excuse me over the 
Dallas Mavericks, 139-124 against the Knicks, and then they lost 122-118. So they've given up 120-plus points over the last three games. But mm-hmm. despite uh, they've won two out of those three games. So right now it just seems like they're trying to outscore their opponent here. So um, yeah, I'll lean with the over in this game. Player props in this game? Uh, I know you talked about Vucevic. Anybody else? Yeah, Vucevic. Man, DeRon Rosen's assist prop has been cashing like – uh, let me let me pull that up and let me get his last ten games because I played that when they went overseas at his first game back and it's really because he has the ball in his hand and so if teams come trap teams come try to get the ball out of his hand any way possible and he's able to find an open shooter or open guy yeah but he had five last game overseas it was at four and a half so you know I bet it it was at four and a half so he got five. Three, seven, six, three, four, three, five, five, nine, ten. And I could keep going five, five, six. Like he always hangs around that number. And if it is, if it's at that four and a half still, I, I love it. I, I'm going to continue to bet DeMar DeRozan's assist as long as it's under four and a half. It is at four and a half right now at minus 105 is what I'm seeing. Um, and I'll just kind of read you off what he's doing, at least against the Atlanta Hawks in a uniform, uh, in the uniform of the Chicago Bulls. So 10, 8, 3, 8, 8, 5. So, yeah. Five and, they, and the Hawks aren't afraid to trap. Like, the Hawks aren't afraid mm-hmm. to trap on defense. And so that, that opens everything up. Now, you could get a hockey assist. That kind of, you know, is very unfortunate. Luca, uh, suffers from that a lot getting a hockey yeah. assist where it doesn't really come up on his stat sheet but everybody knows that that person only got open because luca drew the pressure i think this is a good spot for demona rosen Keep you, should assist assist. Going. you should get a half an assist for hockey assist in basketball yeah like so I, I so that and i think that if you like if you dish the ball to somebody cutting inside and they foul him and they make both free throws you should get an assist for that yeah. I think you should 100% get an assist for that because you you started that interaction. You got him to the line. You know, he was yeah. he was strong enough and finished at the line, but I think you should 100% get an assist for that. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Uh, nah, nah, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Houston Rockets. Um, this line opened up in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves, minus six and a half. The number's now been bet down to minus five and a half. Uh, total opened up at 236. The number's now down to 234 at most spots. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Rudy Gobert is questionable here tonight. Uh, Torian Prince is also questionable here tonight. Um, Jordan McLaughlin is also out tonight. And I didn't even know they had Breen Forbes on their roster, but he is questionable here tonight with an illness. Uh, For the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be out for this game. And Jabari Smith is also questionable here tonight for the Rockets. So two of their five stars may be out here for the Rockets. It's going to be a second game of a back-to-back situation here uh, in Houston. Uh, the first game, I believe, was in Minnesota. Now they're traveling back here to Houston to uh, play each other again in as many nights. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus five, let's call it in favor of, sorry, minus five and a half in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves mm-hmm. in Houston here tonight. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Houston. I'm going with the back-to-back game set, taking the dog, uh, taking the other team that lost. 
And I really, really, because I, I didn't like anything I saw from Minnesota in the first game. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't like anything I see from Minnesota overall. I just don't think that they're a good team. And whereas this Houston squad, they get up for games. Like, they get up for games. They're better at home. A respectable, somewhat respectable record at home uh, in terms of against the spread, where they are 9-10-2. and two. And depending on, you know, those two games, you probably got a win or a loss somewhere here or there. So that fluctuates. But 9, 10, and 2, basically, it's not decent. Like, that's decent, especially for a team that's actively going towards the lottery. Mm-hmm. And uh, 6 and 15 straight up. But 8 and 14 on the road for Minnesota, not good there. I just like I like getting this Houston team on this terrible losing streak. They've lost their last – what what they lost their last 10 games straight? Uh, I think it's like – 12 or something, but let me double check. Yeah, it's been really bad. And then they, they've covered even 13. 13 straight. Yeah. Oh, that's a great number. Yeah, streak ends at 13. That that that's a great number. Streak ends at 13. I was gonna say something else. I don't even care anymore. That that's exactly <laughs> what I needed. All right, Houston money line. What's that money line at? Sometimes um, when you hear your angel number, when you hear your angel plus one eighty three through. Yeah, plus one eighty. I'll take it. Houston on the money line. They get a revenge in a back-to-back spot, which is, you know, a favorable spot for most teams in the NBA. So, yeah. Yeah. Rockets have been actually really good in the first half. Um, and that's where I was kind of looking at this game for them. I mean, f- again, when you talk about tanking teams, um, they usually give it up in the second half, where, again, the Rockets have not been a very good second-half team. But at least at home this mm-hmm. season, 14-7 and seven against the spread in the first half. So, um I think they come out and play well. Like you mentioned, they've been really good at home, at least against the spread. I mean, for a team that's what, 10 and Man, 34? Um, you said 14 and 7 against the spread. Yeah. In like, the first so, half. so, how many of those do you think they were? What's that? 14, 7, that's 21. How many of those games do you think they were the doll? Oh, 19? Yeah, it's got to be like 19 or 20, right? Yeah. The only thing I. I don't have the number. I don't have the number in front of me. I'm just saying it's got to be like 1920, maybe like somewhere around there. They're 13 and eight on the money line in the first half at home this season. Yeah. So I think 13 yeah. and eight on the money line at home for a team that is 10 and 36. Which kind of yeah, tells you they're all about to have fade them in the second half. Yeah. I, I, that, that just feels even way better. I mean, 13 and eight over the season that's really freaking good man and uh try to find some more numbers here so the first half money line is plus 155 in the three and two three and two the last five games five and five on the money line last 10 games at home uh let's see last three games two and one no wait that's on the road my bad yeah, still two and one. So yeah, I mean, it feels it feels like a pretty good spot. Get to fade Minnesota. Get to fade Minnesota on the road. Get to fade Minnesota against the worst team. Yeah. It, it just feels like a good spot for me. Minnesota last five games on the road in the first half. Looks like they're three and two, respectable. One and two last three games on the road. So yeah, they've yeah. been pretty good on the road. Um, at least against sprint in the first half. Um, but yeah, I just think that again, this is a spot again, the Rockets, like we mentioned the numbers, they've been playing well at home in the first half. So, uh, that's the way I was looking in this game. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell currently seeing that at two thirty-four and a half. and a half. I'm going under. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going under. All right. Houston hasn't been willing. Houston hasn't been willing to speed the pace up Mm -hmm. at all. And Minnesota has been trending towards the under majority of the season. It seems like the stars are aligning. And normally when the stars align like that, it normally goes over. That's my only concern. What the that last game went under though, right? Yeah, what was it like? Let me check here. Because that's the same logic I had for the last game. Yeah, it went. It was at two forty. It went under. It went, and it was. It wasn't even close. Game finished at two seventeen. So yeah, that was my alignment for the last game. Mm-hmm. Maybe a six point line move. Is it enough still? I'm still gonna stick with under. I like backing the under with two teams playing each other, just because I expect them to understand what happened last game and try to correct it a little bit and still not give up many points. So I wouldn't bet this one, but I mean, that last game came in at 217. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't bet it. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if this went over. It just seems like six points wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, numbers don't even, I mean, the trends, at least for the totals, it's there's significant uh, 11 and 11 on the road. For the Timberwolves, 10 and 11 at home. Uh, for the Rock, as far as a total, 8 and 11 as home underdogs, 7 and 5 towards the over for Minnesota as road favorites. Sorry, uh, actually, they're 6 and 4 towards the under as road favorites. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a huge take. I would probably still go with the under in this game. I'll probably have um, my no sweat, same game parlay out of this game. I like this game. Yeah. Uh, player props, what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Green, Kenyon Martin Jr., Alfred Sangoon. I, I feel like with Kevin Porter Jr. out with potentially no Jabari Smith, like you should feel really confident about those three guys on the Rockets in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the Rockets have finally started to play uh, through uh, Shangoon, um, which I'll play a triple double tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Um, he's really starting to turn it on for the Rockets now that they're actually running the offense through him or him being the focal point of this offense. Last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he had uh, 19.16 rebounds and only f- he fell three assists short. Uh, I know my guy Dream has been on um, his assist props. That's numbers at five and a half. Uh, currently, it is a little bit juiced at minus 130, but he's hit this in one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row for the Rockets. So, um, with Kevin Porter Jr. missing, now the offense has kind of been going through him and Jalen. I think Green. that's crazy that his assist prop is at five and a half, and his triple double prop is at ten to one. Yeah, there's feels like a misprice there. Yeah, the triple double should be higher. Like you're just assuming. Yeah, you're just assuming he's gonna get there. I mean, what what is? Yeah, I mean, ten plus assists plus six fifty, like. I don't know. I feel like that they're they're screwing you on the triple double price. I, I think if you build it, you might get a better odds. Let me build it real quick. See, see if you can build it. I, I was also looking at that, that's, it. Just seems like BS. Yeah, Jalen Green here uh, at home. He's been the better score uh, versus or he's scoring more points at home versus the road uh, this season. Twenty three point two points per game at home for Jalen Green. I know he had a very bad game against the. Minnesota Timberwolves in their last game at, uh, in Minnesota, where he went three of thirteen in thirty-three minutes, only no, up scoring ten good points. Price if you build it, I, I just I don't know. I think it should be a little bit higher than ten to one. But all right, I'm with you on Jalen yeah. Green as well. Anything else for this game? No, uh, no, no. I'm all right. Yeah, I can't. I can't get on anything on Minnesota side of ball right now. I have to look a little bit later. All right. 
Uh, all right, let's give it uh, rolling here. Next game on the schedule, we got the Charlotte Hornets in Utah to take on the Utah Jazz. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Jazz opened up as a seven and a half point favorite. That number is at minus eight. Uh, total open up at 236. That number's actually been bet up to 239 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball is officially questionable here tonight. He's dealing with a left ankle and a right wrist injury. Cody Martin is doubtful. And Gordon Hayward is going to be back here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. He is not oh, yes. the injury report. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was almost, hey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep no, going. you're good. And then for Utah Jazz, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Kelly Olenek uh, still looking to recover from that left ankle sprain. Uh, you want to start with player props or you want to start with the side? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you a I already know where you're going with the side. Breakdown. Yeah, I'll give you a great breakdown of the side. Uh, um, minus eight. Go ahead. It's at eight. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Nothing else to say. Nothing else to do but tell you that is Charlotte plus eight. Charlotte on the money line. Come on, I'm getting Gordon Hayward back. Now they go from being a horrendous team to a what's worse? Like okay, atrocious. What was it? Yeah, You're no, worse or better? Better. Like slightly. Okay, so you know, you got all this stuff. You got Whale Poop, and then you got the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> With Gordon Hayward, the Charlotte Hornets are right above the Whale Poop. Not much. Not much. They're like, if this is the Whale Poop, Charlotte Hornets are right there with Gordon Hayward. Without them, then there's them down here. With, with Gordon Hayward, right above the Whale Poop. If not, right below, all the way down here. Because they, they are terrible. Absolutely horrendous. However, for some reason, they play better with Gordon Hayward. I don't know. I don't think Gordon Hayward does that much anymore. I think he's a little bit washed. But with Gordon Hayward, right above the whale poop. So I'm getting that. Plus, Utah is a favorite. And probably nobody touching Charlotte except for, you know, our clients that know that we're going to bet Utah against Utah as a favorite no matter what, no matter who they're playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Charlotte plus eight. Sprinkle on the money line. And the return of Gordon Hayward to Utah. Oh, yeah, plus 250. Man, give me a Hayward. Double, double. Oh, wow, you're wild. I wasn't going to go that crazy. <laughs> but I was going to say maybe an over on his assist prop because I did think the assist prop was going to be pretty good. I thought well, an over on his assist If Melo doesn't prop. go here tonight, then he should be running the offense, don't you think? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can. And Melo, like, huh, I – LaVar taught them boys a lot of things, but he ain't let me tell them boys to be drinking a milk every morning or drinking freaking protein something to keep them from freaking getting injured every two seconds. He taught them boys a lot of yeah. stuff, but he could not teach them boys how to stay healthy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I'm on an assist prop with Gordon Hayward, especially if LaMelo doesn't go. That's probably why the props aren't up because we're waiting on the yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, let's get to the total here. Um I mean, I can't look anywhere but the over in this game, even though it is a big number at 239.5. I mean, both yep. these defense have just been terrible, Terrell. Horrendous. Uh, over for both of us, I think. And again, three-point defense hasn't been very good either for both these teams. Charlotte, number 26. Uh -huh. As far as makes allowed, Jazz, number 29, just in front of the Houston Rockets, as far as makes allowed per game. So I think we'll see some pace here. 
I think we'll see some efficient offense, especially for the Hornets with Gordon Hayward being back there. Um, if he's not making shots, he can definitely a great passer, which kind of leads to what Terrell's saying about the assist here tonight for Gordon Hayward as well. So mm-hmm. um, do love that. I think this might be a big game for Laurie Marketing as well. Uh, the dude has just been on fire uh, ever since the season started. But over the last five games here, Terrell, mm-hmm. um, Laurie Marketing, 26 points per game, 11.8 rebounds. He's shooting 51.5% from three-point land. Um, I saw his three-point prop over three and a half at plus 105, so I really like it at plus odds. But any other player props? I don't know like if I'm on his – I don't think I'm on his threes tonight. Okay. Points? Just because – yeah, yeah, I think I'm on points. I don't think I'm on the threes tonight. Just because that last game with the Nets, if you watched that game, and I did, trust me. The Nets left him like they just said we're leaving Laurie wide open from the three point land, and you know when they rotated over, it was always the guy that was on Laurie that uh, rotated, mm-hmm. and so he was able to cash a lot of easy three pointers. I don't think I'm on three point prop today. I think it comes back a little bit closer to the main than that six for ten performance. But Walker Kessler definitely bounce yes. back game for Walker Kessler this game two for six two six. One for four from the field uh, last game. I think this is an excellent bounce-back spot for him on the boards, able to score, put going up against Mason Plumlee. You're not really terrified of that matchup. He and Plumlee probably have pretty decent games on the board today. So, yeah, I like Walker Kessler. You know, I was looking for maybe an alt-rebounds for Kessler. I think there's a possibility we could get 15-plus, but I don't see it right now. Uh, yeah, didn't, I mean, didn't uh, – what's his name have 20 against the Hornets? Um, what's old buddy name? Um, uh, Sabonis. Sabonis had twenty against the Hornets. Yeah, let me see. I know so. uh, Kessler had twenty-one against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves a couple games ago. Yeah, I see twelve. I see twelve rebounds at plus one ten. I see fourteen at plus two forty. I see sixteen at five to one. Probably could get some better odds at another book, but yeah. I would probably ladder that up for sure. For yeah, I think he I think he has a bounce back game on the boards, hundred percent. Uh, all right. Anything else for this game? No, let's keep it moving. All right, uh, two games left on the schedule. Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs headed to Portland to take on the Blazers here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Blazers at minus nine. The number's been bent down to minus eight. Total open up at 240. That number's still sitting at around 240 and a half. Starting to see some 241s pop up as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Devin Vassell continues to be out. Everybody else is a go. Portland did play last night, so no injury report for them yet uh, coming mm-hmm. off of that loss against the Lakers. Um, but Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus, let's call it minus eight in favor of the Portland Trailblazers hosting the San Antonio Spurs. Well, I think my favorite play here is the first half over, over 123. I know it's okay. a high number, but... I just expect Portland to come out here just mad on a mission, pissed off. You should never get – you gave a game away. Like yeah. a, a really bad team that's struggling for a win, whether it's on the road, at home. It seems like they can only beat Dallas at home nowadays. They're struggling for a win, and you gave a game away. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that tonight. I think that they go out there. It's a battle. I'm sure the Spurs probably give them a game for maybe a little bit, but – I think that the scoring regression that they had last night in the second half is an indicative overall. Yeah. Uh, 
And this is a spot where nobody's going to be laying eight with Portland. I don't think anybody. I see right now 86% of the money is on San Antonio. So I don't think anybody's laying anything with Portland. And that's where I like to get these teams at by, you know, by low spots. I love yep. to catch these teams at by low spots, especially teams that are talented to score the basketball with how bad the Spurs are defensively. Mm-hmm. Like there, there could easily be 20 points from Dane, Grant, and Simons all for in this game. Super easy. So um, yeah, give me Portland minus eight. I think that they they write the ship from yesterday, especially a very, very embarrassing loss where they put up, what, 40 points in that second half. Yeah, they actually scored 71 in that first half uh, yesterday against the Lakers. Or Yeah, I think it was 71. Um, but again, like you mentioned, San Antonio's defense just has not been very good. I mean, that's no secret there. Um, they're giving up, let's see here, 61.6 in the first half. They've been a little bit better in the first half of the last three games where they've they're they're 59.7. But again, um, Portland, they've won both of the matchups this season against the San Antonio Spurs, rightfully so. Um, 128, 112, and then 117, 110 uh, in uh, actually on their home floor. So um, you're right. I think that they, they come out in the first half. I think they score a lot of points. I think, I know it is a big number at 64, but I think still think that this is a team that can put up 125, 130 plus here tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I, I really don't have an opinion on the side just because Portland just has not been playing very well. Uh, this is a game where you we talk about those get right spots. This is probably it for Portland where they just come out and just take their frustrations on the out on the San Antonio Spurs team. But I, I agree that you'll see a lot of points being put up in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. For sure. Um, player props in this game, Terrell? Yeah, I mean, I talked about it. I think you're going to see some scoring, especially on the Portland side of the ball here. Give me a – oh, I'm definitely in the wrong game. That's why I was confused. But, yeah, give me a – I see I, – uh, let's go with Grant tonight. I think this is a pretty nice spot for Grant, and just I don't I don't like the interior defenders for San Antonio. I think Grant's gonna have an easy time getting to the rim, getting what he's looking for inside, being able to post up down low, and just be able to make a quick first move and get to the rim. So yeah, I'll take uh, Jerome and Grant over twenty and a half tonight. Uh, I do like Simon's here tonight. Um, both of the matchups this season against Portland, he has twenty three. In each of those games, he's also knocked down five three-point shots in both of those games. I'm currently seeing his three-point prop at three and a half at plus 115. Um, you know, we talked about some of the teams that have not been very good defending the three-point line. San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, they're about league average, but again, over the last 10 games at least, but a season long, they just have not been very good um, pretty much at anything as far as defending. Um, last 10 games, team percentage, they're allowing 41.6, which is dead last. So I think you'll see, you know, Jeremy Grant, three-point shots. Um, like I mentioned, uh, Anthony Simons here tonight as well. Look for Dame as well. So I just think that it's going to be a big offensive game, like you mentioned there, Terrell, against the uh, Spurs here tonight. Uh, Jeremy Grant, the two games this season, 29 and 18. Mm-hmm. Um in those two games, eight of fourteen combined in the from the three point line in both of those games. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, they should okay. be firing on all cylinders. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? Before we get to the last one, no, no. Let's move on to the last one. 
All right, last game of the night is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies in Sacramento here tonight to take on the Kings. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies at minus three and a half. That number's actually been bet down to minus one and a half. Uh, total opened up at 243 and a half. That number has been ballooned up to 247. I think this is probably the highest total that we have seen all season. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, pretty clean for the San, uh, Sacramento Kings. Everybody is a go. Memphis did play last night in uh, Phoenix where they did take the loss. 112-110 did come down to the wire, but Phoenix did get the victory there. Now you have Memphis uh, in Sacramento here tonight taking on the Kings trail. Uh, let's call it minus one and a half in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I am going with my Grizzlies in this one. I, I'm I'm going with my Grizzlies, man. It this is a short number. It makes me hesitant because Memphis actually hasn't been as good as against the Western Conference as you think they should, especially with how good Sacramento's been at home this season. You know, like the beam, we talk about it all the time. But the beam beam's out of control tonight. I don't think the beam's gonna work tonight. I think that <laughs> you're gonna have some technical difficulties there with the beam tonight. Memphis knows that they gave one away against the Lakers. They know they say they fell to the moment, gave one get away against the Lakers. And defensively, Memphis is still a really good team. You're sitting here looking at what Sacramento does well in their 10th in the NBA in terms of points inside the paint. Well, Memphis is coming in at opponents points in the paint at last five games, third in the NBA. So they're not giving up any points on the inside. They're actually defending the entire length of the court pretty well. I think that Memphis, how they score inside the paint, number one team inside the paint, Sacramento has been horrendous at guarding inside the paint. I think Memphis is going to get whatever they want. I'm on a big John Morant game here. Mm -hmm. And I know they're coming off of back-to-back where they got, you know, came came up short against Phoenix last night. And we probably should have talked about that in the beginning because that's a loss that you just can't have. Like, you just can't have a loss like that. But – you know, it, it's these upper echelon of – I won't even say upper echelon because it's the Suns and how they look now. They don't look that good right now. But the Suns and Memphis, they have back and forth, just like Memphis and Golden State have back and forth. I don't think that's enough for me to sit here and fade Memphis again on the road here laying one and a half. So uh, I, I'm going to take Memphis here. I think this is a pretty decent spot for them to get a bounce back spot against Sacramento. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think – does look ahead worry you that they have Golden State on deck on Wednesday? In Memphis or in Golden State? It's in Golden State. They're on a, They're currently on a, on a road trip, the West Coast road trip. I mean, yeah, I guess it does slightly. But, I mean, uh, they just lost – that loss again – like you're already kind of kicking yourself with that loss last month against mm-hmm. the Suns, and now you just lost against the Suns, no DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and they're a pretty heavy favorite in that one too. Like this, I just think it's too much of an overcorrection. How do you go from a seven-point favorite in LA to an eight-point favorite in Phoenix, and now you're going to Sacramento and you're down to one and a half? Like I think it's just too much of an overcorrection there because they lost the last two games. And yeah. they're they're a better team than that. Like everybody has their struggles, and I think that. You know, they went from winning, what, 11 straight, was it? Mm-hmm. 11 straight to losing the last two games. Like, I think yeah. that's a little bit of an overcorrection for them to be a minus one and a half point favorite. So that's why. 
I feel pretty pretty solid about Memphis. Yeah, they they have actually won eight out of the last nine games against the uh, Sacramento Kings. Have the Memphis Grizzlies. I know the two matchups this season. Uh, they lost one back on November twenty second. In Memphis, or, I believe. Yeah, that was in Memphis. One thirteen, one oh nine, and then another game they avenged the loss on New Year's Day. 118-108, where they did get the victory there. Now they head to Sacramento, where they have won one, two, three, four, four games in a row in Sacramento. That dates back all the way to 2021. So, uh, yeah, you would think there's a big bounce back spot. I think John Moran should have a big game here tonight. Um, Steven Adams on the boards is what I'm something also looking at as well. Um, but as much as I have liked Sacramento, I think that defensively what you mentioned that Grizzlies are the number one defensive rated team I believe in the association so far this season so I think that they'll step up defensively and they'll make enough uh, they'll definitely get their points because Sacramento number one plays at a high pace and again they don't defense right now I think they're well below league average in that category as well um on the total here Terrell highest total we've probably seen all season currently sitting at 246 over on win bet Um, uh, what was the what was that total when Sacramento played? Because I think the next highest total all season was one where they played the Lakers. I think and that went way, that... way under. Yeah, that was like 240. It closed at 244 and a half. It's yeah. really just Sacramento that's bringing all these totals. They have a total of 246 against the uh. Spurs and that went over that cleared over. I also well, last two the two games earlier this season didn't even touch two thirty. It was two twenty two and then two twenty six. Like the final scores combined. I really think Memphis can get up defensively. I'm gonna go under. I think Sacramento doesn't has a a dead spot at home. I think yeah. Memphis can get up defensively. Yeah, I think the one over that if you may want to play maybe the sac sorry the. Uh, Memphis team total to go over. It is a big yeah. number at 124, but prior to the games, uh, the two games this season, the previous games have scored 125, 127, 124, 128. So uh, I think there's a possibility where Memphis just gets whatever they want offensively in this game. Um, I mean, problem. last few games, they've yeah. given up 129 to Philly, yep. 113 to OKC, 111 to the Lakers, 119 to Sacramento. Uh, 114 to Houston, 115 to Houston. What's that? 111 to Orlando, 136 to Lakers. So they they kept they kept some. I think they kept the bottom teams under that number. So you're mm-hmm. looking at Lakers haven't gotten there. Uh, they got there once, but they haven't gotten there the last time. OKC didn't get there. Sacramento, uh, not Sacramento, but San Antonio didn't get there. Houston didn't get there. Orlando didn't get there. But Memphis is something else, and Philly put yep. up 129. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's, you know, it's a high number, but I think we're in a good spot with Memphis. All right. Uh, player props. Ja. Okay. Yeah, I'll take, I feel comfortable with Ja on the back to back and how much they give on the inside into the paint, painted area. Uh, ja and Brandon Clark for me. I'm on Steven Adams. I like, uh, or sorry, to go back to the point to John Morant. Uh, I mean, you're spot on 34 and 35 in the two matchups this season. Uh, against the Sacramento Kings. Um, I'm looking at Steven Adams in this game, his rebounding prop. He had 23, I believe, in the last matchup against the Kings. Let me double-check that. Um, Yeah, 11 points, 23 rebounds, and in the prior game this season, um, 16 rebounds. So, again, we've talked about 
really no size inside for the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Sabonis should be able to dominate on the boards here tonight. So, um, yeah, I definitely do, do love Jaw here tonight as well. Uh, just, let me see what his number is. It was at 26 and a half last night because I remember betting it. Yeah, it's at twenty. It's up to twenty-eight and a half right now, but I still like. It. I think he gets thirty plus here tonight, and then Stephen Adam rebounds eleven and a half at minus one twenty-five. I'll still take the over on that. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, let's go. All right, time for our lock and dog here for the Monday schedule. Uh, let me start with my lock. Um, where do we go here? For my lock, like a lot of player props here tonight, but you know what? Give me, give me Chicago. Chicago Bulls minus one, or just play the money line minus one fifteen. Um, it is a weird scheduling spot for them coming back from Paris, but they've had you know the weekend um, to kind of get acclimated again. It might take a little bit longer, but again, this Atlanta team, we talked about how this is their fifth game in eight nights, I believe, um, and I don't trust Atlanta on the road here. I think Chicago should be able to take care of business here tonight um, as a one-point favorite. Like we mentioned, they've been doing well against teams that are above 500 this season. Atlanta does fit into that category. I'll take the Chicago Bulls here tonight. Minus one, uh, minus 115 on the money line. Uh, for my dog, Rockets first half on the money line. I like that in this game. We talked about how good they have been at home, especially in that first half. Uh, 14 and eight, I think we said against the number. Mm-hmm. And then the money line was, uh, what, 13 and seven? At home this season, let me double check that. Money line was thirteen and yeah, 13, 14, eight, 13 and is that thirteen and eight? On yeah, the money thirteen line. eight. So. Yeah, and you know we talked about how it's the back to back games uh, against the same opponent. Usually, the the team that loses usually gets up for that second game uh, to kind of even the series. But I think the Ro- the Rockets have been really good in the first half. So I, I think it was plus one fifty eight currently over on win bet for the Houston Rockets in the first half. So I will make that my dog here tonight. Terrell, what do you got for us? All right, going back to Memphis on the back-to-back. In Memphis on the money line, minus 118. I'll lay a little bit of extra juice, eight cents of extra juice just for a money line play, keep me from a one-point win. I do think Sacramento will be competitive in this game, but I'm ultimately sticking with my guys in Memphis for my lock. And for my dog... Uh, Uh, I think I don't want to give out the Utah play because at, at this point everybody knows that I'm I'm playing that every day. I, I think I'm gonna just go with you and we'll have the same dog. Double dog it tonight. Give right. me the Rockets first half. That that's just thirteen and eight is really good for a team that has only ten wins on the season. I mean mm-hmm. they they're winning the first half more than they're winning actual games in the season. Yeah, they have more wins at home in the first half. That mean that is so. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll back them in the first half tonight, especially against the Minnesota squad that I think will definitely be a little bit flat after getting a win at home against yep. the same team. So yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so double dog here tonight for myself and Terrell. Uh, Rockets first half money line. Hopefully we can get that across the board. And then lock for Terrell. He's taking Memphis uh tonight against sacramento kings and then for my lock chicago bulls on the money line against the atlanta hawks all right that's going to do it for this edition of the nba gambling podcast terrell anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here my man oh no man nothing nothing important you know i i 
I'm 100% locked into the NBA now. So you don't got to worry about me at NFL anymore. <laughs> you know, if you know, you know, we're not going to say anything else on that, but you don't have to worry about me at NFL anymore. Uh, I'm 100% locked into the NBA for the rest of the season. So let's make some cash. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter at reallyrail underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Make sure to like uh, the live stream right now. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, you'll know when we go live every single day, Monday through Friday. And then again, follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. And if you've missed the pod, you haven't gotten a chance, just make sure to go over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hit that NBA tab. You'll see our picks put up there um, for, uh, courtesy of Tally Site. So make sure to uh, check us out on of our sorry all of our picks there as well. All right, uh, Scott Terrell, no sorry, Scott, myself, and Delante will be back tomorrow for the Tuesday games, and then Terrell and Scott will be there for the Wednesday games uh, as usual. So again, usually try to go around eleven Eastern every single day for you guys. All right, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-